Awesome. You may take your seats. Awesome. Thanks, guys. God bless you. Really appreciate you. So a couple of things I did want to say about that too, though, just be, before we um, completely move on from that. I just wanted to say there's a lot of hyperbole going around the world now. What we want to do is people that seek the truth, not the, not, not the hype. Come on, right? We want the truth, not the hype, right? People are going things like this. Oh, yeah, it's, this is all because because people who are conservative on abortion hate black people because it'll affect black people more than white people. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it's true that black women are more, uh, five times more likely to have an abortion than white women. And in New York City, more black babies are aborted than born, all right? So that's true. But if wanting, um, if wanting Roe v. Wade and abortion overturned is racist, they're very bad at being racists because it will make a lot more little black babies on planet Earth. Come on. It'll make a lot more little black babies. Come on. I want to see more black babies, more white babies, more Asian babies, more Hispanic babies. I want to see more babies. Come on. Called and appointed, created and designed by the Lord Jesus running around this place. But here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. If you're going to amen that, listen up. Because of this decision, there are a lot of young women who thought they could get an abortion that won't be able to very soon. There are a lot of young women going to get pregnant in future that thought they could get an abortion wrongly that won't be able to, which means that our pregnancy care and our crisis care centers are going to be inundated and overwhelmed with, uh, and, they, and that currently won't have the resources to handle that demand, which means if you're going to be out there funding to get this thing overturned like I have and like everyone else has, if you're going to be over there preaching against it, speaking against it, then it's time to put your monies where your mouths are and start writing checks to pregnancy centers. Come on. Come on. A anyone out there that's clapping, yay, finally, but then you won't go and, and then you won't go and, and actually write a check, that's called being a hypocrite. All right? So if you've been amening with us to get this thing overturned, then we got to step up and, and we got a board meeting in the next week or so, and we're going to have some really hard conversations about how as a church we can step up and do the work, not just say the words, okay? <laughs> And so you'll hear more from us about that. But come on, let's be bigger than people who yell and scream. That's what these protesters are doing. Let's step up and do the work. Can I get an amen? Yeah? yeah. Good job. Are we going to step up, church? Come on, are we going to step up, church? Amen. <clears throat> anyway, cool. All right, today's scripture. What did I read? John 1, 11 to 14, right? Uh, he said, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and He came full of grace and full of truth, full of grace and full of truth, right? Hey, I don't condemn you, but quit hooking, right? That's God. Hey, I don't condemn you, but quit abusing people. Hey, I don't condemn you, but quit stealing. Hey, I don't condemn you, but pay your taxes. Hey, I don't condemn you, but stop defrauding the insurance company and smashing your iPhone when you want another one for free. Everyone who laughed had done it. Just kidding. I'm not really just kidding. Come on. I had someone say that. You know, well, it probably won't pass yet. Maybe if you drop it one more time. Look, come on. Hey, I don't condemn you, but Jesse, don't defraud Apple. You hear what I'm saying? Right? That's truth and grace. Truth without grace is mean. Grace without truth is meaningless, right? 
It's not one or the other. It's both and always every single time. That's why at Eternity Church, we speak broadly to the issues. But what I don't do is pull out one guy and be like, hey, Fritz, don't get an abortion, you filthy animal. It's 2022, so, you know. Anyway, and um, I've seen the emojis, and so I just thought that was biology. Anyway, um, but what we don't do is pick on one individual and be like, you're messed up. What are you doing wrong? What I don't do is get on Instagram and look for someone in a gay marriage and be like, you're going to burn. You hear what I'm saying? No, 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 no. We broadly preach the issues and we put as much grace into the broad truths as we can. We stand on the stage and we broadly preach the truth and we offer as much grace as we possibly can, right? Truth dripping with grace. That would be a great t-shirt, right? Truth dripping with grace, right? But, 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 what we, but then when we get into those individual scenarios, we go grace dripping with truth. Hey, I don't connect. Let's don't do it anymore. You hear what I'm saying? It's both and always. It's not one or the other. At Eternity Church, we're committed to preaching the, 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 the full gospel, Jesus, who he really is. Not, not, not some guy whose name is spelt the same but pronounced different. Not some guy who had a similar haircut that he had. Not some guy who was from a similar region than him. No, we're preaching Jesus full of grace and full of truth. Paul warned that some will come and preach a different Jesus who smells like, maybe sounds like, has a similar name then, but it's not Jesus full of grace and full of truth and that we need to ignore them and keep lifting up the name of Jesus. Can I get an amen? We're lifting up the name of who? Jesus. And as we've been doing that for a little while at Eternity Church, God has been building His church. It has been wild. It has been amazing. We're thrilled about what God is doing. I did share a little bit last, I shared a lot last week. We launched our bold campaign and, um, and yeah, it's pretty exciting. Jenna's excited and, and um, but we launched that last week and I'll give you a real quick recap. I'll show you a couple of pictures, but then we've got to move on. I've got to preach my The Mountain Matters sermon. Um, <clears throat> But the thing about, about the bold campaign is we're talking big numbers, like $7.5 million, right? Now, if you weren't here last week and you haven't gone back and watched the video, y'all don't get to complain about the big number yet. All right? Come on. Come on, right? Like a lot of people get a lot of opinions when they didn't listen to any of the sermon. Come on, right? Well, actually, they haven't been doing that, actually, but, but typically that can happen. So I'm just pre-warning you. Don't get all opinionated until you listen to the sermon and see the miracle after miracle after miracle that God is doing in our church and why we got to do what we got to do, okay? But I want to share you a real quick couple of things in a second, though. Here's the thing. As we've been lifting up Jesus, full of grace and full of truth, our church has been growing. Why? Jesus said that if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto myself. We don't need to lift up woke Jesus. We don't need to lift up broke Jesus. We don't need to lift up any other Jesus, truth Jesus, grace, you know, just Jesus full of grace and full of truth. The world doesn't need us in here to look like them out there. They don't need us to preach in here what they preach out there. They don't need us to hate in here who they hate out there. Come on. They don't need the culture in this place to be the same as it is at Casey's. We're called to be different. We're a culture that's not of this world, a culture that's of the kingdom of God. Amen. When people are broken and when people are hurting and when people are dying and when people are suicidal, and when people are overcome with anxieties and depression, ridicule and racism and whatever else is gone, they don't want to come into the church and find it's exactly the same as the world. <clears throat> come on. 
That's why I don't care when people are like, oh, I wish he wouldn't preach that truth. Oh, we wish he wouldn't say that. No, they've, they've already tried it that way out there. We need to preach the truth dripping with grace in this space because when it's different than what's out there, it's going to change their lives. They don't want to have it out there come in here and be like, oh, it's just the same. It's not going to change their lives if it's the same in here as it is out there. It's counter culture. It's different than the world. What's happening in here needs to change out there, not the other way around. Someone say amen. And so we're lifting up the name of Jesus. And Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men. And in that moment, he was speaking eschatologically. But what we also know from the front to the back, from the right to the left, all the way through Scripture, we see example after example after example where you lift Jesus up and people come running. We saw a serpent lifted up as a type of Christ, as a pre-picture of what the Christ would be. We saw that happen and people were healed and forgiven and transformed and their lives set free because Jesus was lifted up. Amen. And so at Eternity Church, when we build our new building, the picture will go up in just a moment. When we build our new building, we are going to continue, even, even in the architecture, even with the design of the building, we're going to lift Jesus up. We're not going to put Eternity Church on the building. We're not putting Jesse's name on the building. We're not putting Steve's name on the building. We're not putting Andy's name on the building. It's just going to say Jesus, lifted up nearly three stories high, the name of Jesus, backlit for the world to see. So every atheist drives past and there's Jesus beaming in their eyes in the middle of the night. But then there's the suicidal guy driving down Swanson and he looks up and he sees Jesus. So there's someone saying, God, send me a sign. And they look up and they see Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, show them the picture of the new front of our building. Come on. Boom. <clears throat> Jesus. Come on, we're going to lift up Jesus. Amen. Give you a couple more quick pictures, then we're going to move on. All right. Um, oh, what I was going to say though, actually, so we're preaching full of grace, full of truth. 900 souls saved. Like people say, if you preach this stuff, it'll dampen the testimony. Well, 900 souls would say otherwise. 1,300 new people would say otherwise. Amen. Come on. It was our biggest year ever. Record everything that happened. God was doing a new thing and we need to make room and so so we're building this next picture um and then the the whole side there we go so we're adding on currently we have those staircase and that's the current building but with an ugly triangle all right and so we're going to do a new front and then we're adding all of that new lobby cafe kitchen 1200 seat auditorium out there turning this entire building here into our youth and student wing. So this room will end up with a new auditorium. Uh, a third of the room will become classrooms so kids, other programs can grow as well. And then a new stage in here for the youth and for the kids. Next picture, new entrances in there. <clears throat> so if you've got kids, you can go in that door. If you don't have kids, they won't let you in. Uh, if you don't have kids, you can go in that entrance to the other lobby. You can go in between the two as well with your little security tags. and. So super exciting. Um, do we have another one or not? Yep. Oh, yeah. And that's the new lobby. So that's the current lobby. That's the kids' lobby. We'll have our own lobby out there. But this lobby, come on, we don't, although I will be using that slide every weekend, I will never go downstairs in this building ever again, all right? But um, it's because of my knees. It's because of my knees, you know? And um, soon as we'll pop that in, and there'll be an elevator as well. That's this room for the kids, youth and kids. So 
All right. But anyway, let's get rid of that. Get the um, thingy. Where is it? Here we go. So after church today, on your way out the door, if you didn't get one last week, grab one of these. In fact, ushers, try to put one in everyone's hand, all right? And they can tell you if they've already had one. Don't make anyone ask. You need to take this and read through it, all right? My son was reading it and then just gave his life savings to the church, all right? And so um, I pray that as you read through this, you get excited about what God's doing. On the 21st and 22nd of May, we're going to collect pledges, all right? We're going to collect our pledges, and we're believing that over three years that our church can raise $7.5 million cash on top of our tithes and offerings, pay for that thing cash so we're not beholden to a bank or some worldly message. We can just keep preaching the truth, dripping with grace, building the kingdom, seeing what God does. Amen. So please go and do that after church. Um, take the pledge card. Pray with your family. If you're single, just spend some time with the Holy Ghost and say, what do I need to do to help this happen in our church? Um, and again, to give you a little bit of, a little bit of faith, we went into last weekend with, um, before we even launched, with $2.5 million given or pledged, over a million dollars already in the bank as someone wrote a check, said, I'm in, let's lift Jesus up, amen. And, and then by the end of the first weekend, even though we haven't collected pledges yet, someone else said, I'm gonna drop a million as well. And I was like, well, giddy up, can you write the check today, right? And so, um, so anyway, so that's just to give you a little bit of faith to say, we, we can do this, we will do this. We doubled in 20, we, we tanked like, like the rest of the world, but then unlike most churches, we doubled that year and we doubled again, and uh, we got to make room for what God's doing, amen? All right, so I know that this morning a lot of people are at brunch instead of church, um, which what even is that? You know what brunch is? Brunch is uh, breakfast for lazy people. That's what brunch is. No, no, it's a mixture of the two. Yeah, that's not even true, because at one o'clock, you haven't lunch again, right? Anyway, anyway no, we'll move on from that. But Put this over here. So God's doing good things, and I'm asking you to come on the journey with us. Please go watch last week's video as well. So you ready? We're going to talk about mountains, Amen. I believe God wants to elevate you. I believe God wants to elevate His church. I believe God wants to elevate your life. Amen. Uh, God's always giving a mountaintop experience. God's always giving us a new mountain to climb, a, a new challenge to overcome, a new victory to be had in our lives. He's not a stagnant God. He's a God of the move. Amen. He's, he's always moving. Scripture talks about Him moving, moving like the wind, moving like the moving like a like a wave, moving like a um, like a like a stream, like a river. God is always moving and he wants to do something new in your life. But the devil wants to lower you, right? In fact, the devil did. Over the last couple of years, the devil has lowered a lot of people. He has lowered their morality. I, I see a, a terrible lowering of morality. I see a terrible lowering of civility, lowering of faith, where people don't believe <clears throat> what God can do anymore. He's lowered the standards. He's lowered people's hopes. We have more things now than we've ever had in our lives, and yet we have less hope than people have ever had in history, and we don't know why. I know why. It's because the devil has lowered their hopes. They've turned from looking to God to looking to things, and there's no hope in the things of your life. There's a hope only found in Jesus Christ. Amen. 
He's lowered dreams. He's even lowered the numbers. The numbers, he's lowered bank accounts, right? He's, he's lowered the number of people who are in church. He's lowered numbers. Come on. But I'm here to tell you that God wants to elevate it all again. He wants to elevate our expectations back to this, that God can do exceedingly, abundantly, up and above all that we could ever ask, hope, or imagine, amen. He wants to elevate dreaming again. The Word of God always talks about how we need to dream dreams and have hope. God wants to elevate our standards and our morals and our values back to the Word of God because this is where favor is found. Favor is not found in a lowering of our standards, in a lowering of our ethics, in a, in a lowering of our morals. No, favor is found as we elevate our ethics and our morals and our guiding principles back to the Word of God. Can I get an amen? He wants to elevate our faith again, bring us back to He can and He will do more than I can ask or imagine. Praise God. He also wants to elevate the numbers back to where they were. He wants to elevate the numbers uh, in God's house, the number of people desperate for a touch of God, the number of people who trust Him, the number of people who look to Him, the number of people who are chasing Him and preaching Jesus lifted up. Amen. I believe God wants to lift back up that which the devil has taken down. <coughs> Praise God. And I'm not just talking about in our church, right? Yes, we've got a big mountain to climb. Yes, we've got a lot going on in the church. But in your life as well, I believe that God wants to do an elevation. See, when I look at the mountain that's in front of us, in front of our church and in front of mine and Lauren's family, and I just cannot shake the story of Abraham and Isaac. You know the story? See, recently some amazing things have happened in my family, in my life, and in our church. And in all of them, there's been a mountain that we've had to say yes to God. Yes, we'll climb that mountain. Yes, we'll do that, Lord. And in all of them, just God just keeps bringing me back to the story of Abraham and Isaac. And so for the next 20 minutes, I want to share four truths with you that I have learned from their story, okay? Y'all ready for that? Again, the title of my sermon today is, The Mountain Matters. The Mountain Matters, Okay. The mountain matters, if you want to write that down. In Genesis chapter 22, we see it says that after these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Hey, Abraham, here I, and Abraham said, Here I am. And he said, Take your son, your son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. Someone say Moriah. Moriah. And offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, the one which I shall show you. So Abraham rose early the next morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him, two of his young servant men uh, with him, and his son Isaac. He cut the wood for the burnt offerings, and he arose, and he went to the place which God had told him. And on the third day, he lifted up his eyes, and he saw the place from afar. I want to talk to you about the mountains in your life, the mountains before you, the things that you're going to climb in your life. And, and I want to talk to you specifically um, the four things. The first one thing I want to tell you about the mountains is which mountain you climb matters. Okay? Which mountain you climb matters. 
Let me give you an example. Uh, in our building project at first, if you watched last week's message, you'll see more detail on this. Um, I talked about how my initial goal was, I felt in my heart that we would believe that we could raise $2.5 million and borrow another five or more million dollars after that. Um, and then the Lord spoke to me and said, no, Jesse, not that one. You need to raise the whole $7.5 million cash, right? 7.5. That's not the same mountain. That's a totally different mountain to climb, wouldn't you agree? What's interesting is I believe that if we had have said amen and yes to the 2.5 instead of the 7.5, we wouldn't even be halfway yet, let alone, come on, let alone at the end even make it all the way. But because we said yes to the mountain that God showed us, hello, because we said yes to the mountain that God told us to climb, we got to launch it higher than the other mountain that I wanted to climb. So we launched it with over 2.5 and we're much further along now. And I believe that the pledges we collect in a couple of weeks and the pledges we collect in the fall and next year, that we will for sure go over and above 7.5. Why? Because 7. Point five is a higher and a harder mountain, but it's the mountain that God told us to climb, and so we'll make it to the top of the mountain. Can I get an amen? See, there are a lot of mountains we can climb in our lives. There's a lot of sacrifices that we can make, right? But here's the thing. God does love sacrifice, absolutely. He, he talks about it. It's a sweet aroma to Him when we're willing to make a sacrifice for Him and His kingdom. But he also says that I love obedience more than sacrifice. Come on. I love obedience even more than I love sacrifice. So if I'm going to make a sacrifice to the Lord, if I'm going to climb up a big mountain, if I'm going to wreck my life and my influence on a mountain, I'm going to make sure it's the mountain that God sent me up. Amen. I want to be obedient. See, God told Abraham to go to Moriah. He didn't say go to Iowa where there's one mountain, all right? He said to go to Moriah. See, Moriah was a place known as a mountainous and hilly country. In fact, um, the name Moriah means mountainous land or hill country, right? And so, so, so when, we, when he was sent there, he was sent to a place of many mountains. There's a lot of opportunity. We live in America, a land of opportunity, a land of many, many mountains. There's a lot of mountains that you can climb in America, isn't there? There's a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of things that you can give your life to. There's a lot of things you can sacrifice to accomplish in America. In a lot of other places, they're just trying to survive. In Ukraine, they're not looking for how I could build this business. They just want to survive this battle right now, right? In a lot of places in the world, they just want to eat some food today. And But here, it's a land of opportunity. There are mountains all around. It's, it's like Moriah. There are mountains everywhere, but we want to be careful which mountain we climb. See, Scripture says, though things may be permissible, not everything is beneficial. We don't want to climb a mountain just because it's there. We want to know, God, what mountain do you want me to climb today? Can I get an amen? amen. Do you want to climb the fame mountain? Come on, in America, you can climb that. I want to be famous. I want everybody to know my name. I want to have a social media mountain, just a mountain of followers. I'm going to, I'm going to sacrifice and, and I'm going to spend all my time and my effort and my energy 
building that mountain. I want to I wanna climb the influence mountain. I'm going to wreck my ethics and my morals so that I can have influence. I, I, I'm not going to care about the Word of God. I'm not going to care about whether I preach the truth or not. I'm, I'm just going to say nice things. I want to have influence. <clears throat> That's the mountain that I'm going to climb. Or, or maybe I'm going to climb this wealth mountain. I'm going to climb it to the top. Look, if God wants you there, you can do it right. So many people will sacrifice and they'll sacrifice their ethics and they'll sacrifice their values to climb a mountain that God did not ask them to climb. We make so many sacrifices. We put in so much work, so many hours, so much money into mountains that God never wanted us to climb. It matters which mountain you climb. Can I get an amen? It matters which challenge you accept. I think of uh, Barney Stinson in um, How I Met Your Mother. No matter what anybody said near him, he's like, challenge accepted. And some people live like that. There's a challenge, going to take it. There's a challenge, going to take it. There's a mountain, going to climb it, right? It matters which challenge you accept. It matters which mountain you climb. I think of Josiah and King Necho. Josiah was a godly king, a man of God, and King Necho was the king of um, Egypt, and and, at one, and Josiah had decided he's going to go to battle against King Necho and against the Egyptians. And the word of the Lord came to Josiah through King Necho saying, I have no quarrel with you. Why are you coming against me to fight? Go home. And Josiah fought anyway. Josiah climbed that mountain. Anyway, he accepted the challenge even though the word of the Lord came through the other king saying, don't do this. <coughs> and he died that day. He died on that mountain. Look, if I'm going to die on a mountain, I want it to be the mountain God called me to. Not some sideshow over here that God's trying to get me to avoid. Hello. Come on. If I'm going to die on a mountain, it's got to be a mountain that gives glory to the Lord. Amen. If you're going to sacrifice everything, if you're going to risk everything, if you're going to climb up a mountain, if you're going to sacrifice all this time and all this energy and all these finances, you better make sure you're climbing up the right mountain to do it. I have spent so much time climbing the wrong mountains in my life. There was, I wanted to climb up the mountain top called everybodylovesme.com. And so I just wanted everybody to love me in a, in a good way and a bad way. You know, I, I like people, you know. I think we're all bent one way, toward grace or toward truth, you know. My natural bent is towards grace, you know. And, and, and I just didn't want to ever say anything that might make anybody ever be like, ouchie. When they hung out with me, I just wanted them to always walk away and be like, I feel so good. You know, he just told me I'm amazing. You know, that's what I wanted to happen when you hang out with me. And, and I did. I wanted to be liked by everybody. I wanted people to know who I am. I wanted, if you got on my Instagram, for you to be like, it's so nice on his Instagram. Like, it's the most encouraging Instagram you could ever go to. Like, have you seen it? Like, that's, I did. I wanted that, you know. I wanted other famous pastors to know who I am. And God says, Jesse, not that mountain. Not that mountain. You know what's crazy is? God sent me up the truth and grace mountain. There's, by the way, there's no truth mountain that came from God, and there's no grace mountain that came from God. There's a truth and grace mountain that came from God. His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. And as God sent me up that mountain, I have more influence than I ever thought I'd have. But you know what I love the most? I've got more peace than I have ever had. Because when you're trying to climb a mountain and up that mountain, 
every step, you're like, what do they think of me? What do they think of me? What are they? You're worried about everything you post, everything you say, everywhere you go. You want, you know, I would even be like scared to post a picture of me and my son hunting because what if the people who hate guns are watching it? You know what I mean? Like, what if they're on there and they're like, oh my gosh, that guy has a gun, unfollow. You know, like, like I'm like, like, you know, I'm like, I don't want that to happen, you know? And, and so you, you, you just can't have peace when in every decision you ever make, you're trying to balance how many people like it and don't like it. You'll never have peace, right? Come on. And so I'm just blown away. This mountain has blessed our church, yes, but it's also blessed my family, my wife, my kids, my marriage, my health. Kind of like Solomon, right? Do you want, do you want, um, do you want money or wisdom? He picked uh, wisdom. God gave him money too. You know, seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added unto you. Can I get an amen, right? Climb the mountain God's got and he'll take care of the rest. Okay, man? <clears throat> got another one for you. Ready for it? Yeah. Good. We got, mm, yeah, I got heaps of time. Why is the clock counting down to three minutes when there's 15 minutes left in the service, guys? Come on. They're hoping that I see it in the negative red territory and that I'm like going to hurry up. So, but cool. Come on. Hey, the last, the, sorry, the, the second point I've got for you is when you climb the mountain matters. So which mountain you climb matters, but when you climb the mountain matters, right? Uh, a friend of mine was telling a story about when she took her son uh, to, to a ride to Disneyland, right? And, um, and you had to be about this high to go on the ride or this high, and he was like this high. And, so the, and the son's like, I want to go, and the mom's like, you can't go. And he's like, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. She's like, fine, let's go. We'll hope the carny doesn't see you, right? So, or maybe the carny will tell you not to go. Did you say carny here? carnival worker, you know, three teeth, you know, anyway, um, you know, the, um, <laughs> it's actually one tooth, sorry, I exaggerate, do you know how we know that it was a carny that invented the toothbrush, because if it was anyone else, it'd be called a teeth brush, anyway, <laughs> but back to the story at hand, so, <laughs> sorry, I'm just easily distracted, all right? So back to the story, right? Quit it. Look at me. All right? Anyway, so she's like, I hope the carny doesn't, doesn't notice how short he is. So anyway, so when they get up there and the carny doesn't say anything till he gets on the ride. Anyway, the ride gets up, flips upside down, does whatever it's in, you know, like the whole craziness. And then at one point, the kid starts slipping out of the, 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 the harnessy thing. And then he's like hanging on to it for dear life. And he's flipping around. The mom's holding him. The kid's like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. The mom's like, it's your fault. You know, you know, and then, you know, he's flipping around. Everywhere, and they get back down and the kid is traumatized. He's like, I am never doing that ever again. Right. And then, and then it took years, years and years and years till he would ever even go to a, an amusement park or, or anything like that. It took years to overcome the fear that that moment created. Why? Because it matters when you climb the mountain. <clears throat> You, you need to go through the preparation before you climb the mountain. Come on. You, you, you need to get tall enough before you go on the ride, right? I remember when I was in Wisconsin, um, the, the Wisconsin Dells, and um, we were up there with our kids and, uh, for, a, for a vacation one summer, and my oldest kids wanted to go into this haunted um, thing, and, and I hate those things. I, I really do, and I don't even normally like going in them. I kind of, you know, I'm Australian, so I don't even understand Halloween. I'm like, what? Jesus ain't allowed at school, but dead dudes are fine? Whatever. Anyway, 
So I don't get it. And so anyway, we're up there and I buckled. I'm like, yeah, we got to go. And my little kid didn't want to come in. He's like, I don't want to go. And I'm like, well, you can't stay out here. I can't send them without you. And it's two versus one. So you lose. Let's go. We went through. That kid is freaking out the whole time, like freaking out, like, ah, and I get out there and I'm like, I am so sorry. That was terrible. I got scared. <laughs> that, that must have been really bad for you, Charlie. I'm so sorry. Charlie's like, you're a bad dad. I'm calling DHS. And I'm like, all right, come on. Sorry, bud. I'm sorry, Charlie. I'm sorry, right? See, it, it just, it matters when you climb the mountain. And so many of us are getting so fired up and disappointed or angry at God because the miracle we want hasn't happened yet, right? We're like, God, you know, we might be 47 and single, and we're like, God, why am I still single? <clears throat> I've done the I brush my teeth every day now. Come on. I, 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 I get out of the basement like seven hours a day. I don't even live with my mummy anymore. I, I, I got a job. I'm saving. Bought a house. Rented it out. Why am I still single, Lord? Listen, God's timing is perfect. <clears throat> All right? And we get people there and they're like, why aren't I married? I want to be married. You know, I'm 47. I could have been married for 20 years already. Maybe they might have been the worst 20 years of your life because it's all in God's timing. When you climb the mountain matters, you've got to trust that God will tell you to climb the mountain when it's time to climb the mountain. Can I get an amen? When you climb, it matters. It's like people who are broke. They owe everybody money. They couldn't budget their way out of a wet paper bag. And they're wondering why, God, I've got $25,000 worth of credit card debt. God, I'm dead. Could you send me someone to write me a check? I remember doing this. Could you send someone to write me a check to pay off my debt? And I can't budget at all. And listen, we get angry, God. I hear about other people's financial miracle stories. Where's mine? Well, you got to learn to budget because this financial miracle now will ruin you. Like winning the lottery ruins people because it matters when you climb the mountain. Can I get an amen? You give someone who's broke in debt enough money to pay off their debt, eight months later, they've got a new Rolls Royce and the same amount of debt. Come on. It matters when you climb the mountain. you got some work to do. Maybe there's some work to do on the spouse that you're going to have. But it matters when you climb the mountain. You don't want to climb it too soon. You also don't want to climb it too late, by the way. A few weeks ago, I'm like, I've been saying for a while to my wife, I want to get back into surfing. You know, I want to do that. I liked it. It's good fun. Did it a bit growing up. I really had a good time. And, and a couple of weeks ago, I had to go to Orange, Orange County for a meeting. And my wife says, why don't you just go for an extra few days and do some surfing. So after Easter, I got on a plane like, boom, let's go. So, so I, I took Heath um, Hinkhouse with me, um, one of the leaders in our church, and he came over, we hung out. I had my meeting, took an extra couple of days off. We went surfing all day. So fun, right? But, but listen, I used to do that, and, and it was so easy, right? See, when you weigh eight grams and a half, it's easy to pop up on any water, right? Like you just pop up, you know? Like, like I would go water skiing, like boom, you know? Uh, get on a snowboard, woo! you know skis cross country all of it easy right when you weigh eight and a half grams did it all the time didn't do it for 15 years then did it for a few days and I I didn't stop hurting till yesterday <laughs> like my whole I, I was hurting in places I didn't even know I had places right <laughs> like I was in so much pain because you don't want to climb it too early but you don't want to climb it too late 
Some mountains are meant to be climbed when you're this old. Some mountains are meant to be climbed when you're this old. Some mountains you've got to climb with a bit more wisdom and a little less strength, but some you need to climb with a little more strength and a little less wisdom. Can I get an amen? Well, the point is, when God says climb, climb. Climb. You don't want to climb that health mountain too late, by the way. When God says, let's deal with your health, and you're like, can I wait 20 years? He's like, if you want 20 years worth of more problems... Come on, that one was way too intense for you. Like, go back to surfing, you know. Surfing's really hard when you're old. No, no, listen. It matters when you climb the mountain. When God says climb, say, let's go. Amen. Skipping the next point. Just by the way, the next point is how you climb the mountain matters, but it doesn't matter enough to talk about it today. Next point. Or you're going to be here till too late. So. But the last point I want to give you is this. This one's really important. Who you take up the mountain matters. Abraham took the promise and no one else. I'm not saying you've got to go up alone, but you're better off going up there alone with nothing but your promise than going up there with Thomas doubting you all the way up the mountain. Who you take with you up the mountain matters. That's why Abraham left everyone else behind. He's like, hey, y'all stay here because I've got to do some things that you ain't going to approve of. What are we talking about? Well, dude's up there making a fire. Isaac's like, yo, dad, where to sacrifice at? We'll get to that in a minute. Hey, Isaac, could you lay down on that pile of wood? Hey, can I tie you up? Just practice some, bro. And then he has to lift up a knife over his son. And when you got the wrong people up the room, when you got the wrong people up the mountain with you, it's hard enough to go through with what God's called you to do. For me, uh, it's hard enough for me to go the course. It's hard enough for me to chase after all that God's given me without people in my ears saying, you better not do that. You better not do that. You might say, well, Jesus had doubting Thomas with him. Yeah, I ain't God. He is. Doubting Thomas can hang out with me out there. But doubting Thomas can't walk up next to me up that mountain telling me, you better. come on, I've got to sacrifice everything I got on that mountain. I can't do that with doubting Thomas whispering in my ear the whole way. You are stark raven mad, bro. Stop. Recently, I had someone we're talking about. I told a family member what Lauren and I planned to give in the bold campaign. And they said, you know, that's crazy. You should probably look after your family more than that. And I said, we will. And we do have to look after our family. But we know that we know that we know that God's calling us to do this. And you know what they said? All right, I believe with you. You know what then? You can come up the mountain with me. If after I told them we know that we know what God has told us, if after that they were like still going to doubt, I'd be like, get out of my boat, see you in three years. Come on, right? It's hard enough to climb a mountain. Like I used to rock climb a little bit, a lot actually, and I still do a little bit way smaller mountains than I used to. Um, but I, 
one thing, when you're lead climbing, you're taking that rope up there with you and whatever else. But you know the one thing I don't ever want to do is be lead climbing with 500 pounds of dead weight that ain't even helping at all going up a mountain. You know what I'm going to do? If you're going to climb up, if you're going to climb up that mountain with me and be naysaying the whole way, I'm going to cut your rope. Goodbye, Doubting Thomas. Come on, it is hard enough to climb these mountains. It is hard enough to carry your promise to the top of a mountain with no sign the whole way that God's going to come through without someone yelling in your ear the whole way. It matters who you let come up the mountain with. When Lauren and I moved from Australia to the United States, there was one particular couple that we really loved and appreciated. And um, they just kept telling us why this is a bad idea and you shouldn't do it and blah, blah, blah. And we knew that we knew that we knew what God had called us to do. And this one couple, we loved them. And I remember one time the guy finally says, he goes, well, you shouldn't be going. But he goes, at least you'll come back having learnt some things. And that's the last time I ever spoke to him. He said, you're either going to get on board or get out of my boat. Because I couldn't have done all that God's called me to do with him. When are you coming home? When you, we ain't ever coming back, mate. This is where God's called. We will wreck our lives on this hill. We, we, we will sacrifice. We, we're willing to die on this mountain because it's the mountain that God called us to. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you enjoyed it, please check out our other episodes. If you would like to connect with Eternity Church, be sure to go to myeternity.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at myeternitychurch. We'll see you next week. Love you heaps.